0: Initiate startup process. Now, all the way live. Hey, yo, Y'all know what this is. Damn the most hip-hop and b I want to
1: introduce to
2: y'all. It's the Call
0: your friends and tell them it's going down now. It's going down. You understand that? <laughs> it's, it's live. Let's go. In
2: 5, 4,
0: 3, 2, 1.
1: infamous hour live here on boom bat nation i'm your host the infamous amadeus make sure you subscribe to me on all social media platforms at the infamous amadeus and of course the fm radio show the infamous hour now airing on multiple platforms now unfortunately you know i had to take some time off but i came back with a super dynamic episode as you're looking at the screen do not be confused that's diligent capone from cnn is here on boom bat nation fellas what's up
2: what's up baby
1: fellas on paper, I mean, on paper, this makes so much sense, obviously. So much time has passed, um, thinking where we were 25 years ago. But for you guys, why does this uh, union make sense on, on wax and friendship and, and what you guys are doing together?
3: Yeah, man, you know, just keeping it going, stretching it out, taking it to the next level in life.
1: Yeah, that that, that makes total sense. Now, now uh, initially, I mean, obviously, we, we lived through so much time, East, West, this, that. <laughs> But in reality, was there really an East-West situation? Looking back at it now, obviously, we didn't have social media back then, but a lot of guys from the death row side were actually from the East Coast. And um, and it kind of seemed like it was one person against one person. But what was that really a thing, or was that more media-driven?
3: It was more media-driven. You know, everybody that's in the hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? They knew what it was and know how it is. And, you know, we here now, you know what I'm saying, to let you know that it
2: wasn't shit. It wasn't about shit. The media controlled the narrative of that whole situation, man. Mm -hmm. And the only people that got hurt in the long run was us. All we got to do is
3: see who trademarked it. East Coast, West Coast, beef. Yeah,
1: like, right? Yeah. L.A.L.A., New York, New York, uh, two classic records, two two super battle records. There was some time in between the records being released. It it was a few months, although the L.A.L.A. record was on the War Report, which came out in 97. Uh, Paul, why was there such a gap in between releasing the records and the initial response?
2: Uh, Because we couldn't clear that sample. You know what I'm saying? We couldn't clear the sample. So when we was trying to get the record out, we couldn't clear the sample. So we was forced to go with the Molly Maul remix. So that's why it took so long to come out. And then when it came out, as you hear, it's the Molly Ball remix is the record that's actually on the album, the record that we actually went with. Yeah. We didn't clear it. You didn't clear it, you
1: motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga telling me this shit now. <laughs> <laughs> Five years later. I, I mean, was it a real problem to clear samples at that time? I mean, most records were sampled from drum loops to...
3: You know, like Death Row, they owned the, re, you know, they owned the record. So it was like, it was
2: in-house for them. But for us, it was our house. We yeah. had to go outsource and get things cleared. And unfortunately, we didn't have the paper. We, we wasn't on a
1: label at the time. That's yeah. actually got us out there. Yeah. Pulling the piggyback off that, one of my favorite albums of all time is The War Report. Um, I, I thought it was a super organic album. Um, The way it was put together, the production. What was it like recording that? Especially, you know, in, in the height of the Queensbridge come up. Queensbridge is so respected with the amount of MCs that came up there, you being in the forefront. Uh, what was the recording process like for that project?
2: I mean, the process was crazy because it's not like we had a super budget. So, you know, we was experiencing a the studio life and we were just meeting people on the come up. Like we met premier and premier like, yo, I'm letting y'all rock at DD, man. Come on. I, I like y'all sound. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, he didn't make the war report, but he gave us that love. We, we, we was making a war report on a slim budget. You know what I mean? And we had fun. We had fun having no money going to the studio because I stopped selling drugs at the time to do this. Mm-hmm. So we had no money sometimes going to the studio and we would hop out the cab, run around the block, and you know, it was just fun times, you know what I mean? And then just meeting great producers like Shai Hay like Buck Wow, like Law Finesse. And these are just people that, as I'm coming up in the game, I'm looking at this dope, the dope producers. And I got to work with them. Easy LP, I, the list goes on. And um, unfortunately, I wasn't home for the, promotion and the, the hype of the album. But, you know, I was I was grateful that I had a, had a chance to give my input to do what I had to do for the album. Because it, it was a dope time in my life, even though I was going through magic, lost my mother, got shot, was paralyzed. It was all types of making that fucking album, but it was fun.
1: Yeah, and uh, speaking of amazing time, Daz, uh, you were in the forefront in the emergence of a, a, a super dope West Coast artist by the name of Snoop Dogg, and and Dog Pound was right there. Doggy Style album was simply amazing. Uh, my favorite record on the album is Doggy Dog World uh, with the Dramatics, super dope vibe. Now, the, the sample was that actually from the Dramatics, and you guys actually decided to put them on the record to to kind of get the feel of what you guys were trying to portray to the public. Nah, well,
3: the sample came from Richard Dimplefield. Mm-hmm crazy mixed up world. It's a doggy dog world. And that's what we used that right there. You listen to Richard Dimples. That's where we got that song from. So we knew the dramatics. And so we brought them in to the old school field.
1: Yeah. Was there any pressure at that time uh, uh, coming out with such an amazing record leading into the dog pound record? You guys had such momentum uh, coming out of uh, California. Uh, you and Corrupt, was there any you know pressure in having to fulfill the steps that were left before you?
3: I know, we were just all creating you know what I'm saying and we just took our time and you know it, it was our time yeah all the records because Dr. Dre said he was only producing
1: RBX Rage and Snoop mm-hmm. how did you and Corrupt actually link I mean he's from Philadelphia you're from the west coast uh, so how do you guys actually link together
3: you know we was on Death Row as solo artists mm-hmm. and then we uh, became the dog
1: pound because that's the name of our gang so we represented the gang yeah. And, uh, the production resumes immaculate, ambitious of the ride. I mean, we have a bunch of records produced. I mean, if, if you could pick one record that defines Daz Diligent Sound as a producer, what would it be and why? Uh, you know, just um,
3: my first song to produce was Dog Pound for Life, like you know what I'm saying, for the Dog Pound, just hardcore, rugged, rough music, you know what I'm saying, aggressive music
1: yeah well right now facebook.com slash boom bat nation i'm your host infamous amadeus uh this is the infamous hour i have daz dillinger and compone in the building uh paul t-o-n-y one of the dopest records of the 90s you guys shot it in front of central bookends uh no permit i mean how do we you you can't pull that off in 2020 i mean how did we pull it off in 97 when we just it out of cars and just post it up in front of it's a different time different time baby you know we we said, we're going we to do it. If we're going to do
2: it, we're going to do it to the fullest, no matter what. Everybody was prepared to take a charge. You know, we had no bail money, so some people might have had to sit. But we posted up in front of Central Book and right downtown Manhattan and shot the video. Police drove by a few times, gave us the look like we giving y'all two minutes to leave. We like, y'all, yeah. we still
1: shot, so we couldn't shoot no more, and we was out. Yeah, you guys uh, represent uh, the epitome of authenticity when it comes to street culture and hip hop. You know, how, how do we feel about the younger generation? It kind of seems like that message has been lost. Uh, uh, where are we as veterans uh, in hip hop on on the stance with the younger generation?
2: I think it's a lot of lot of lot of lot of, lot of um, older generations. Really, some of them hating on the young G's. I understand that. You know, they got to give respect. Respect is due and give. You know. A lot of the people that came before them credit, but you don't, nobody owe nobody shit.
1: Yeah. You
2: know what I mean, I just look at it just when you see me, respect me. You ain't got to like, it, you ain't got to respect my shit. You ain't got to love my shit. Just respect me when you see me. Yeah. You know I, see? me. I put some respect on my shit. I see, yeah. like, even with the situation with, um with, who was that, with, with Sticky Fingers of Fredro and, mm-hmm. and Russ? Who was mm-hmm. that? Um, Kodak Black, right? You know, I don't like, like that. Like, like that, that's when you gotta you gotta show your OG status. If you real, that shit would've never happened like that. If you're not, then maybe things like that can happen. I don't know. But at the end of the day, that should have never happened on this side.
1: A <laughs> uh, uh, super respectable, uh, uh, Daz. Uh, looking at this moment in front of us here at Boom Bat Nation 25 years ago, I don't think anyone would imagine this. Uh, what was the decision for you and Pone to actually unite and, and put together this project? And did you guys have a relationship previously or has it developed throughout the years? Uh, all
3: together it developed throughout the years, which is now, you know, what I'm saying, and uh, one song led to five, five led to ten. 15,
2: 20, 25, 30. 45,
1: 40, 45, 50. Yeah. What sound are we getting on, on this um on this album? Because I, I the fans are looking like, what are we getting? Are we getting East meets West? Are we getting uh, uh, in the middle? Like, where are we going exactly? We heard the LA, LA, New York record, and that was kind of in the middle. Um, So, you know, it's like West Coast sound, East Coast drums. Uh, where are we going?
2: Well, we're going, we got a few straight West Coast records. You know what I mean? Like, the whole thing about this is to give the people something different. You
3: know what I mean? Us three right here collaborating, you know. It's I mean? smoke beats, he's the is they the produce on the album as well. You know, it's mm-hmm. and then we get the vibe how it is and then we just start creating and then it just it bounced back,
2: you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? He came up with a great chemistry for
1: Three different people from three different what worlds. you say that, that g boom Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Boombat meets the G. Exactly. Merck, uh, so we have two legendary artists on each side. Capone, super elite lyrics. Is, Daz is also a dope lyricist and a producer. Uh, what is the mind frame when creating uh, records for these guys? You answer that, man. You, asking you? Yeah. <laughs> man, it's,
4: it's, uh, the energy is definitely incredible, man. You can, you know, he can leave parts open. You pick up on from the other side of the, you know, West Coast and we on the East, but uh that was just good vibes, man. I think it's definitely an East meets West Fusion, just like on LALA, LA, New York, New York, you know, I he sent me the vocals, you know what I mean? I cooked up some East Coast type drums, sent it back to him, you know, he he laced it with that, that West Coast vibe, you know what I mean? And I feel like I feel like that really kind of set the tone right there.
1: Yeah. Uh, do, do you find difficulty uh mashing the, the sound together? I mean they are very similar. It's just you know different instrumentation. Uh but, but did you find any difficulty in producing the project?
4: No, no, no. Nope. It was all organic, all natural. You know, me and Capone, we was already in going crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we 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 got catalog, you know what I'm saying, the stuff. So yeah. it was organic, natural, good vibes, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah.
1: Paul, as you mentioned earlier uh, uh, during the war report, obviously you were in, you were in trouble and, and, and you missed some good times. I, I remember the closer video, you not being in it. Um, difficulty in, uh, in balancing street and, and hip-hop because sometimes it's hard to draw the line. You become this hip-hop star, but you're still stuck in the streets. Uh, where does the line get drawn exactly, in your opinion? Let
2: me tell you something. The men trying to get out the street straight want to act like they're in the street when they get money. Mm-hmm. If you was in the street for real, that would be the first thing you do when you get some paper, get the cap. <laughs> you know what I'm mean? So all mm-hmm. these guys running around portraying it like they want to do this and do that. If you was real before you got on, the first thing you do you when you get your papers, get the cap. See, I caught my bid before I even got my deal. So some people, you know, back then was like, how do he get caught with all these guns? Then he go to jail, he got a record. I didn't choose that that order of life the order of life chose me. I got caught with guns. I knew I had a case. And then I got a record deal. Yeah. So I knew during me getting a record deal, I had a case I had to deal with. That eventually I knew I had to go to jail because that was like mandatory jail. So I knew I had to go to jail. It would just when. So I just kept getting postponements, postponements to give me this time to record this finale. Yeah. You know, eventually I worked
1: out. Yeah. We're live right now. This is the infamous. I'm your host, the infamous Amadeus, uh, powered by Boombat Nation and Livecast.ca. I have the legendary Daz Dillinger and Capone uh, of yeah. CNN. New group, Capone and Daz. Is, that the, is it Capone and Dillinger? Is that the name of the group? Capone and Dillinger, C&D. We all we got, baby. C&D. Daz, often in the top five conversation, I, I struggle to... Realize why West Coast MCs are not always in the conversation. You always hear the same guys: Rakim, you hear Kane. But uh, why do you think West Coast is left out? I mean, you you guys have a MCs: Cube, Snoop, uh, corrupt. I mean, why is it you think that they're not included? I mean, I don't know.
3: That's hip hop. You know, what I'm everybody got their own debate questions. You know what I mean? That was back then. But then you know, it's, it's different sections. You know what I'm saying? You got the Rockham era. <laughs> That was Big Daddy Kane. G-Rap. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Queen Latifah, MC-like, Antoinette. Yo-Yo. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yo-Yo. know. then you got the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got 2000. That's Kendrick Lamar and, you know, another J. Coles. You know what I mean? So it, it all depends. But, you know, like I said, it's all hip hop.
1: Yeah, best thing about hip hop on on the West Coast is the sound develops, but it always keeps its authenticity. So it's like if you hear East Coast younger artists, you, you don't really know they're from New York; you think they're from Atlanta. But when you hear West Coast artists, you always know they're from the West Coast. The bass and this thing is this something that that's practiced along the line, or is it just a part of the West Coast hip hop culture? Just that gang bang culture. It's a gangbang culture. Gunshot for that. Bang, bang. Uh, Pone, I, I see you uh, shaking your head in agreement. So on the East Coast, uh, wh- 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 where do we get lost exactly? It's like I hear you from Brooklyn, leave from Chicago. I mean, wh- wh- what happened
2: to us? New York is such a melting pot that it's in Brooklyn that came from Chicago. It's in Harlem that came from Detroit. It's Queens that came from Houston. And they developed over the time, they homies. And then they they wrapped the way they did from their environment. And then, you know, next thing you know, dudes are, uh, adapt to that way are rapping. But I just think the way rap is driven now with social media, it, it perceives the culture. So, you know, 9 out of 10 people you see online, they're going to rap the same. You yeah. know, authenticity.
3: Yeah.
2: Right? Authent-
1: authenticity. authenticity. <laughs> nigga, nigga. I think I said it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how many records, how many records are, are we getting on this project, and uh, are, are the records that we've heard already, are they on there, or is it a co- completely different project, or where are we going? The records that you heard, like New York, New York and yeah. Uh, yeah, they definitely yeah. going to be on the album. They're definitely
2: going to be on the album, you know what I mean? So, you know, we got a lot of joints, though, man, so, you know, but those two are definitely going to be on the album. Do, do we have any features on the project? Yeah, yeah, we got uh, Daz, Capone. Nori, corrupt, Conway, Conway mm. steel, Mr. Fab, Big Gip, Have it. Have it yeah. It's crazy. My brain, is, my brain is trying to work. It's crazy. D Black, Chalk mm-hmm. uh, chop Mike. Uh, sh- my brain is working, man. <laughs> Oh, oh running, running, to the the racks, back. running to the back We
1: got Nino Brown yeah. I'm, I'm Nino, Nino Black, Black on that Rack, Rack. Rack. I said Nino Brown Yeah, yeah he, he, he's so. So. Oh. You know, Daz you know, Daz moving past this uh, 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 Is there another Dog Pound album uh, Possibly in the works? Do you think the fans may get that? or? Say that again? My bad, champ I, I was asking Daz, because someone was asking in the chat uh, If there will be another Dog Pound album
3: Yeah, we got a Dog Food 2 album you know what I'm saying? We're just marinating right now. Mm-hmm. After we do this uh, documentary for A&E, you know what I'm saying? We're going
1: to see how everybody's feeling after that. So so, so we're doing the Dog Pound actual documentary on A&E. Um, you know, I, I've seen a bunch of documentaries. I've seen a bunch of Tupac documentaries. I saw you in one uh, with the lawyer guy that does all the cases. Uh, I forgot his name, Crumb or something like that. But... but I- <laughs> exactly. but, but, but but out of all these documentaries, we've seen a million documentaries. We see Resurrection. We've seen that one. We, we've seen the movie. I mean, which documentary would be most true to life, in your opinion? Not talking about the door, but but the one that has to do with Park and Row Which one out of those would be like, all right, that would be closest to what actually happened?
3: I mean, it's, it's all from different perspectives. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So maybe somebody was, somebody walked in the door. Uh, you when know, <laughs> he walked in the door. Another person telling we we whipped his always to the, to the toilet, you know, <laughs> so, like that. So, you know, all of the documentaries is nothing compared to ours.
1: Capone, uh, any CNN albums and in, in, in the work I, I see you and Nori celebrating the, the, the War Report anniversary? Uh, will we get another CNN album?
2: Um, you know, right now we're working, you know what I'm saying? We're not working on music, but we're working on different endeavors, you know what I'm saying? We got uh. Deal for our our, our, our merchandise mm-hmm. and we working. You know what I'm saying. I we just did the drink champs together with the dog pound. and You know, as far as seeing that album go, we're gonna celebrate this year our 20th anniversary of the reunion. Mm-hmm. We might give out some new music with that, but other than that, I can't tell the fans when. But I can tell you, we're gonna drop a, a great big record that we just did, and I just don't want to say when because. You know, I'm, I'm concentrating on C&D right now, I'm concentrating on Smart Thug, mm-hmm. I'm concentrating on me and lot, I'm concentrating on everything me and Merck got to do. So as far as CNN, wait till the 20th year anniversary, baby, that's in November. We're going to come and just bang them. Boom. And then we got something that works with CNN and DPG, too. So that's yeah. all going to play a part in the evolution of new music. So you know, stay tuned. You know, I'm gonna keep you posted, champ. You
1: already know. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I, I definitely appreciate it. Now, now, obviously, we have a bunch of legendary artists who are putting out records. You guys have records coming out. This a new Locks album coming out. Uh, G Rap has a new album coming out in 2020. Where is the place for the authentic rap? Because obviously, you don't need radio anymore. So in reality, you really don't need it. You could go direct to consumers, like the 90s, where you'd have to go to label, label, have to work your record. You don't need even records that you play in gatherings, like club records. So, 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 where, where is the real lyrical base in 2020, in both your opinions?
3: What you said just to be now. Oh, yeah, what I said the
2: other day, right? Yeah, nah. But yeah, that just reminded me something. something. No, but nah, right now, lyrical content is overshadowed right now in music because it's more of a a, a club-driven industry. It's more of a, you catch a motherfucker in Simply, and they gonna run with you. You know what I'm saying? You give them too something too complex. It's too much lean in their system. Too many works in their system. Too many zannies in their system. They can't even comprehend how you're saying regularly. So they definitely can't comprehend no lyric. Like coming like Nas and G Rap and and Pone and 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 Daz and corrupt. You know, like you can't. You know, you can't take this era and give them lyrics because they only gonna go like this. And if you heard that line, then they going to be like, huh?
1: Yeah. It's almost like too complicated. It's
2: like slow these days. Like, bro, man, mm-hmm. like this, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's, it's, it's all beats right now. You know what I
1: mean? That is for the production side. Uh, so, so we're dealing with a pandemic, obviously. We're, we're dealing with social injustice. We're dealing with all these different things. Are artists making a mistake by not making more relevant music, in a sense, where it's like, all right, they're still concentrating on the turn-up when the turn-up is eliminated? Is hip-hop making a mistake, and do you think it'll cost us long-term? I mean, right now, it's
3: like, you know, they still turning up while they are tearing it up. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? And, nice. Yeah, you know, they are still doing what they are doing and on the side... If it come their way, then they, they going to handle it. But it's not – nothing's stopping the party. Yeah, so the party's still going. It doesn't matter. You know it's mean? still going. DJ yeah. in the back got his plugged up. You know what I mean? The party is not stopping. While he's looting. You got the got – Watch the, <laughs> the shot. The, yeah. on the, on the center better watch the fuck out.
1: Yeah, uh, fellas, final question. When it's all said and done, uh, what do you want the legacy of your separate entities and the legacy of this union being together uh, moving forward?
3: Good music brought life and happiness to the game, and uh, continue to make money through my family. with.
1: It. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. So fellas, when is this project dropping? Say that again. When is the project dropping?
2: Uh, The project probably dropping the end of next
1: month, most likely.
2: You know what I mean? We got two videos we're going to release before the project drops. So, you know, we're going to have the release date and all the videos and everything. So, you know, just look forward to it,
1: man. We appreciate you rolling us down. Appreciate y'all. After the project drop, we want to come back and talk some more. Absolutely. Let, let's do it. Of course, I'm your host, the infamous Amadeus. This is the infamous hour live here on Boom Bat Nation Roku. Shout out to the fans yeah. in the chat right now. Uh, shout out to Daz Dillager and Capone uh in the building. Of course, Burke Beats. Uh he, he's super dope in the background. He's quiet, but, but we, we know his resume. I think you got, got a Grammy or something like that, right? Did you, did you get a Grammy? Yeah, nominated. Nominated. Listen, guys are lucky to even get nominated. All right, round applause for you. Two round of applause
2: for salute, salute, salute. Salute.
4: wait till y'all hear this though.
1: All right, that, that, that's super dope. Again, once again, I'm your host, Infamous Zombie. It's Boom Bap Nation Live, The Infamous Zombie Days. I'm here on Facebook.com Boom Nation Roku every single Thursday at 9 p.m. And of course, SiriusXM Shade 45, The Lord Sears Special, every single Thursday at 3 p.m. Next week, we have Busy Bone and Drag On from Rough Riders here on Facebook. So tune in, uh, ask the questions in the chat. And you can uh, watch the past episodes with Onyx and Cool G Rap and the guys that we brought here to Facebook um, on uh, my my page on iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio slash The Infamous Out. So next time, peace and blessings. And most importantly, stay COVID-19 free. We're out of here. Yes. Peace. Yes. Yes. Lights, camera. Action. Just get started. You're
2: locked in to the Infamous Hours. <laughs> Artist to watch. <laughs> Drop that beat. Let's, Let's, go. Go. Let's
1: go. We're back live on the Infamous Hour. Your host, the Infamous Amadeus. Peace and blessings to everyone who is uh, listening to Infamous Hour nationwide as... Uh, on, over on the iHeart side We have surpassed over 1 million views And streams it's Simply amazing to think that this is something that we just started uh, Pretty much right before quarantine hit and it kind of kicked off And um, as you know here on in the Infamous Hour we support legendary artists But we also support the young unsigned talent Right now I have a very talented young man You've been hearing me blast his record on Shade45 And he's in rotation here on the Infamous Hour Hey butter, welcome to the show, what's up? It's so it's so, it's so man. peace. Uh, you know, so you're from Philadelphia. I haven't really been that much to Philadelphia. I, I went like two or three times. Uh downtown Philly's nice. Uh past downtown Philly is 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 pretty nice. Yeah. But up top is grimy. Jesus. Sorry, sorry. That's definitely crazy out I mean. <laughs> there. Su- super grimy. So, you know, you know, quick story. Um, my uh m- my wife's um like cousin had passed away. And um, and she was in Philly, and we had to go to this place called the Badlands. I I, I've never been to Philly before, and (laughs) when I got there, it was super just grimy. Um, is is that Philadelphia? Yeah, yeah, is that Philadelphia in general? Like, what is the temperature? Uh, with the streets in in Philly? Out there, well, Badlands
5: is like north, so you know everything bad happening down there. There'd be a lot going on. You know, people in the streets doing this and that. You know. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot of bad stuff going on out
1: there. Yeah, um, when we hear when we hear Philly artists, uh, we, we we generally think of Meek Mill. We think of Cassidy, of course. Uh, even past before that, Teddy Pettigrass. It's a deep soul. Yeah. Um, your sound is is very melodic. It's very kind of like what we're hearing today. Um, who were some of your influences yeah. when you were coming into music?
5: Uh, Me coming into music, honestly, you could say Meek Mill was definitely one, like, growing up, watching him battle as a young kid, seeing him do rap battles and all that. That was, like, for me, that was something different. So, I, to see him make it out the hood and put off of in Philadelphia influenced me a lot. Now I want to be the same.
1: Um, what is the t- current temperature as far as the unsigned artist community? Obviously, we're dealing with COVID-19. So I mean, shows are canceled. I mean, everything's kind of canceled. How are we operating, moving in this new world that we live in? Honestly, right now, this is like preparing me for when when this COVID or
5: whatever stops. So like right now, I just want to work on my music, get my music ready and set for when the world comes back into place. Right now, so I'm just working on it until I get my shows and do all of this
1: and that. Mm-hmm. we have this new project that's out right now uh, of course we have the lead single that, that we played on Shave 45 the multiple radio stations what, what can the fans expect when they pick up this project we have this super melodic um, melody single and then we have a bunch of other records uh, what are the fans looking forward to when they when they get this, this body of work honestly buttermilk
5: body one when you're looking at that that's me like everything I've been through in life and how my music is because I wanted to find myself so I want y'all I want you to listen to an album that's related to me and also related to y'all. Something you have to film and been through. Mm-hmm. So that's part one. mm mm-hmm.
1: Uh, The fans have been requesting this record that we've been playing and um, apparently you have like two Spotify accounts. So so we have this verified Spotify account that we have like this other Spotify account. What was the reason for creating both accounts and and which account should the fans actually go for? They were were looking for you. They're like, oh, you have this one. They were kind of confused. Where are we directing the fans to as far as if they want to stream your music? If they want to
5: stream our music, go to the verified one. That's the best one. That's where everybody's been going at now. That I told them, so the verified one for
1: sure. The, the verified account. Um, do you find it difficult yeah, to, to, to to get your music out there? Um, just relying on digital, because as an artist, we kind of do. We kind of want to do footwork, so we want to do shows. We want to uh, touch the people, you know, directly, and we can't can't really yeah. do that with with, with this COVID nineteen and things that are happening. So, is it is it kind of difficult, like promoting a project? And, you know, maneuvering in this new, um. Uh, thing that we have to deal with.
5: Honestly, it is like working on music is cool, but like not being able to get out there in the world and do shows so people can actually see you in person and network is hard when the COVID is around. You know, it's a lot of people dying around the world, and there's nothing you can really do about it until it's really safe and secure. So once that is, then I'll be able to promote myself more and network more and do interviews more and all of that. So.
1: We have a array of artists coming from Philly besides Meek Mill. Uh, of course, you know, Cassidy, he's still around. We have Lil Uzi. Are there any artists besides yourself that the fans should be looking forward to in Philadelphia? Philadelphia has raised so many dope artists uh, that have contributed to hip-hop and R&B. Is there anybody in particular that we should be looking for?
5: Yeah, definitely. I be looking out for Trizzy. That's um, an artist that's on my new song, single, well, not on the album, on the radio from the city. Trizzy, you should be looking out for 2K Salad. In Philly, so those
1: are two upcoming artists you
5: should be looking for. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and lose. I quickly realized uh, j- just by having some conversations with you and, and the people that are running your circuit that you're you're heavy in the sports. Um, sports and hip hop is kind of the same uh, in, in a sense. Uh, yeah, you know f- yeah. f- f- Football is a contact sport, and hip hop is a contact sport. Do you take some of the elements that you've learned in sports and apply it to hip hop, and vice versa?
5: For sure, for sure, definitely. I know
1: when I like Philly. That's the reason why I really started playing
5: football. It taught me a lot. It made me a man I am today. And learning playing football and and Philly teach you a lot. Taking hit, contact, you knowing when to get up, sportsmanship, same way as music. Mm-hmm. It's never going to change. It's like a job to treat
1: it. You said a few times that your musical inspirations are Drake, ASAP Rocky, of course, you know J. Cole, Kanye, yes. but Nipsey Hussle and Jay Z. I find it very interesting, you know, a young MC being so influenced yes. by, but of course Jay Z, but Nipsey Hussle, um, he, he was super dope yeah, uh, ahead Nipsey, of his time, yeah. super dope ahead of his time. What was it about Nipsey Hussle that inspired you? Well, man, it's still
5: rest in peace. Let me get that
1: out there. But Nipsey
5: Hussle. Besides the business, besides the music wise, was that he was always about business and paying off for his city and his community. Like, it's sad to say that he died in his own community where he wanted to pat everybody on and let them know that when they come in this community, Crenshaw, he welcomes her if you're from Crenshaw. And I feel like Nipsey Hustle, he taught me a lot, like, business wise, doing real estate and all this, he was paying off in the city of.
1: Yeah, no doubt Alright, so you know what? Let's debut a song right now Here on the Infamous Hour uh, What record do you want to hear Off the project?
5: You play From the City
1: Alright, From the City This is the Infamous Hour A Butter is here I'm the Infamous Amadeus Get into this uh, record For the city We'll be right back here On the Infamous Hour Yeah, yeah, what up? This is your boy Uncle Murder, And right now You rocking with The
0: Infamous Amadeus Whoa! Right back.
1: We're live back here on the Infamous Hour. Shout out to everyone who listens in Madison, Wisconsin, Monument, Colorado, of course, Pittsfield, Massachusetts, and in Pennsylvania, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, have A. Butter, the Philly artist that was for the city. Dope record. Talk about the story behind this record. What was the inspiration to put this song together? Say that again? I said, let's talk about this record for the city. What was the inspiration behind the record?
5: Honestly, I wanted everybody to know who I was, Who is Butter. I wanted them to listen to my songs that actually film for who he
1: is, even the real me. Mm-hmm. Every time an artist puts out, because I'm an artist as well, so um, you know, I'm in the process of working on the album. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and every time we put out projects, we always have like our baby, like the fans, you know, they like what they like, but we always have our baby, like this is the song that I like the best. Um, in this new project, what record is your like go to record when you jump in the car, or you know, something that just is the most personal record or the one that you like the most? My go-to record, I would say, is probably Today by me. Today. Now, My oh, go-to, now today. Oh, often we get comparisons. Uh, quickly, people were talking about Lugan Cash. You know, I, I've heard a few different yeah. names. Um, but, you know, who who, who who would you say your music is closest to? Not that you sound like anybody, but, you know, if, if we see a new car, we're like, all right, this car looks like that car. So, you know, what does what the eight-butter sound like? Who would you be closest to?
5: I never really thought of that because honestly, I tried to make myself sound like me and I worked on it for so long, for a while. So I don't honestly know. I can't even answer that. <laughs> that's, for the, that's for the fans to say.
1: Yeah, that is definitely for the fans. Oh, uh, How important is Instagram? In, Instagram has become this just amazing platform for artists, especially during the pandemic. How important is Instagram in, and yeah. in being able to, to work direct to consumer on social media? Honestly,
5: Instagram has been around for So long, you know, it's all these updates, people make money off of Instagram. So I guess that's the new way of making money on social media is Instagram and all this other stuff that's going on through the COVID, especially, there's so much money that can be made on Instagram, promoting your music, promoting, being an entrepreneur, there's so much on Instagram you can do, put yourself out there in the world.
1: Definitely. One of the things working with um, unsigned artists is that they don't really get support from their family. Um, you know, they're kind of just on their own, yes. but you have support from your family. Um, and, and you talk about it on the record that we've been playing. How important is it to have, you know, the support from your family to, with your dreams and what are the things that you believe in? Sure.
5: Honestly, my brothers are the ones who influenced me to be who I am today and do music. So honestly, it's important to have family, family come first before anybody. Oh, they support. It just motivates me more to be the per- person I am today. Especially my mother; she she done a lot for me. So I love her. My pops done a lot for me. All my brothers did. Yeah,
1: a round of applause to you. This is I have a butter on the line. Uh, you know, twenty twenty. You know, ten years from now, what do you see a butter, the brand, the artist, and uh, what do you see your thing ultimately going?
5: Ten years from now, I'm trying to go higher, and higher. Trying to be the best I can be. I wanna be better than everybody. I wanna be the best rapper. I don't wanna be like nobody i coming in. A, this is business. At the end of the day it's money to be made, so I wanna go higher and higher. higher. I want everybody to look back like, oh he dead
1: higher. serious. <laughs> yeah, Ron the again. Yeah. New project out right now. Uh tell the fans real quick where they can follow you, social media and, and, and uh and where they can get your project at.
5: Um, you can follow me on IG at Butter the Prince. Facebook is definitely Butter the Prince. Um, they can find my album Butter Mode Volume One on all platforms. They can find it on title, Apple Music, um, Spotify, Amazon
1: Music. They can find it on every basically all platforms. All platforms. That's right. So we're gonna play one more record off the off the project. What is the record you want to hear right now?
5: Uh you can play the same one because I want to I want to keep it a surprise to let them go. So you can play From the City.
1: All right, from the city again. This is the Infamous Hour. I'm your host, the Infamous Hour. a special thank you to my guest, A Butter, for pulling up to the Infamous Hour once again. Listen to the Infamous Hour, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, Sundays at eight PM to all my PA people. Madison, Wisconsin, of course, six PM Central Time. Uh, if you're out there, you know. Recipes to, to the situations going on in Wisconsin. Our, our prayers are with you, Monument, Colorado, of course, on the Tuesday night, and Pittsfield, Massachusetts, on Friday. Shout out to that for, of course, the Infamous Hour. is this is the Infamous Hour. We'll be right back with Goody Mob causing pandemonium in the street in the street city to city coast to coast it's the one and only Back live on the infamous hour I'm your host Infamous day Special thank you to my guest Kappa Donna from Wu-Tang uh, New projects available right now You can listen to all these Infamous Hour episodes On multiple FM radio stations Across the country And as well as iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes And be sure to listen to The Infamous Hour live Every single Thursday at 9pm On BoomBat Nation Facebook Where we have over 1 million followers <laughs> Nothing better than a one million boom bap hardcore followers if you listen to me on Sirius XM Shade 45 Thursdays 3pm to 4pm you know I'm an avid advocate of new lyrics there's a array of new lyricists all over the country but Buffalo has really taken the charge and when it comes to MCs this guy is in the forefront with everyone else Joe Dirt welcome to the infamous hour. what's up appreciate
3: y'all having me good day.
1: so we were talking a little bit off air um you're in Calabasas now. Calabasas is way different from California, but we, we have this this crazy thing that we're seeing on the news right now with the fires and stuff. Are you in that area? Is that really affecting the entire state or is that kind of regionalized into one area?
0: No, nah, it's the entire area, man. The Ashes is everywhere. The sky is like orange, red. It's all bad. The air quality is horrible right now.
1: So so it's literally just consuming the sky. Now, I, I read somewhere that this started from, like, a gender reveal. Or, 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 <laughs> is, is this true? Like, what idiot yeah. would blow up the whole entire state of California for a gender reveal? Who is this
0: person? Yeah, man, they had the gender reveal when it went bad. And, man, it's been burning for ever since then. think like a week, over a week now. It ain't stopping either. It's pretty oh, bad.
1: Yeah, super bad. Now, I've never been to California before, but I hear great things about the weather. Now, in Buffalo, we know it snows. We know you're kind of up by Canada, so it's definitely, you know, warm summers, cold winters. But, I mean, Calabasas has to be amazing. I mean, what was the weather like over there besides the fires and stuff that you've seen?
0: Oh, man, it's beautiful, man. You know, I, I can't I can't complain. It's definitely a different quality of life, for real. It's definitely different.
1: Absolutely, and as I said in the intro, we have this emerging sound of boom bap artists resonating from Buffalo, uh, starting with Griselda, we have some Rochester artists, 38 Spesh, uh, you know, my boy YNX716, he's up that way, and then we have Jill Dirt, um, amazing sound. Now, where does the slow-sounding uh, thing come from? Is that like a derivative of Wu-Tang? Because I heard something about Conway, I guess when he got he shot, he... Uh, he couldn't rap on the fast beat so Darringer kind of slowed the beats down but is everyone it down. yeah is everyone following this format is this the the new wave for lyricism uh movie past 2020
0: yeah I mean I, it come back from the golden era cause that's the the era that I represent where you really gotta rap and when those those beats are kind of sped up fast you really can't get in there but when them BPMs are slowed down you really can talk your shit and really get in there yeah so that's what's really going on right now Conway and them much love, much shout out to them man, because without them the city wouldn't be on the map. You know what I mean? Buffalo was a lost cause now. We we popping more than anybody right now.
1: Yeah, that that is absolutely true. Uh recipes DJ Shea, uh that was my guy from Griselda. Um so, 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 what what can the fans expect? A uh, Dirt Season Volume One is the latest project available everywhere. Um, of course, Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, and um, it's, it's your, is this your second project before your actual album? Like, where is this no, project positioned? Well,
0: yeah, the album already dropped. The album dropped, I believe, um, September fifth. So oh, that's round already a uh,
1: yeah. Round of applause. And
0: the difference, the difference with those two is. Um, late nights and early mornings that's the album but Dirt Season Volume 1 that's just gutter that's letting you know that I'm really really not playing around I'm really here and I really can rap you know what I mean it ain't no bubblegum shit it's just it's all bars everything Mm -hmm. but the album was a change up just to let you know that I can make songs and I can you know talk about my different experiences and shit like that so that's what the album Late Night Early Mornings is but Dirt Season Volume 1 that's just what it is it's all dirt Throw yeah. so it on, on top of the coffin with the rose. It's all dirt. you know. And that's I, what you would get from that. I,
1: I find it um, different that, you know, artists in 2020 don't create commercial records anymore, right? And it's like, you know, we, we come from the golden age era where you would have a commercial record. For example, you know, Wu-Tang would drop, um, you know, Protect Your Neck, but they would have the B-side ice cream. You have Jay-Z. He'd have Streets is Watching, and he have Sunshine. And, you know, you have DMX. He would have It Going Down Rough Riders Anthem. Why do you think artists don't feel the need to create commercial environment records?
0: There's nobody listening to the radio no more. I don't listen to the radio. I mean, I might tap in a little bit, but it's going back to where you really doing what's true to you. And I want to circle back around again to Griselda. Like, before they popped off, I was grinding, and I'm like, yo, I don't want to do this this bubblegum bullshit putting these records out like that because it ain't me but five years ago that's what you had to do to get on you had to put them bullshit records out or poppy or whatever but now it's different you don't have to do that no more you know you can they doing what's true to them and it's working and you see that you can you know i mean i love it because i can i can jump on that wave too because i'm not one to make no video or no song where you can make up a dance move or some shit like that to it that's that's not me
1: you know, as a radio personality, um, obviously Shade45, we play nothing but lyrical content. I mean, from 6 a.m. to, you know, 6 p.m., nothing but lyrical content. You will have splashes of trap music. Um, and my set is a throwback vintage set, Thursday, 3 p.m. And I often get a lot of complaints from listeners that us as lyricists, we're basically being hypocritical in a sense because we're conveying a message that the mumble rap guys are essentially just doing the same thing. It's a redundant type of sound. But then we have a new crop of lyricists who are basically doing the same thing. I mean, there's nothing different. It's just slower. It's aggressive. It's the same thing. Um, What what advice would you have for, you know, maybe an up-and-coming artist that would hear you, maybe for them to not be afraid to show some diversity in their music?
0: Well, well, I would tell them, because, I mean, if you listen to me, I have all different types of music, but... At this day and age now in 2020, you can literally do whatever the fuck you want to do. There's so many different lanes for different things. Before it was just one lane. Now it's multiple lanes. So you can you can step out of the box and do other shit. Don't be afraid to be true to yourself. I'm not saying like follow nobody because I don't follow nobody either. But I mean, you do take bits and pieces and, and cook up your own meal with that. But just don't be afraid to step out of the box because it's so many different lanes to where it's a lane for mumble rap. It's a lane for lyricism. It's a lane for the poppy shit. And it's a lane for the trap. So there's so many different lanes. You just got to find what lane that works for you and work it. Yeah.
1: I was talking to Capadano earlier in this episode. And he was mentioning to me that he's dropping two albums basically like every quarter. So every four months he has two projects coming out. Is this new workload demanding? And obviously this workload resonates from the boom bap sound. Because the, the trappy guys are not doing this. they drop dropping once a year. But the real lyrical artists are dropping three, four projects. Terminology from Boston just dropped an album with fifty records on it. You got Flea Man. Lord, you got Flea Lord, who's dropping an album every single month, and then you have all these collaborative EPs. Is this the right strategy, though? And do you find it difficult to keep up with this type of workload? Nah,
0: no, I love it because it shows that everybody—if you're really serious about your shit—you're working. That—that that just signifies that you're working, and you got new material coming out. And what time better than now? To really be on your shit And push your work out And just keep it moving like that
1: mm-hmm. Makes sense Round of applause For my guest Joe Dirt New project out now um, so, so for the fans That may be listening uh, Shout your social media Where they can follow you at And uh, we're gonna Actually debut a record Right now on FM Radio uh, What is the name of the song And where can they Find this material
0: Um, If you got crossed the line um, Whichever song you have You can find it On any major platform Spotify, iTunes, wherever Just search me Joe Dirt Dirt with two R's and on Instagram if you want to follow me, it's at Joe Dirt 82. Just make sure you got the two R's in there, 82, and you pull me up and you can rock with me.
1: All right, and I'm the Infamous this. this is Joe Dirt's new record here on The Infamous Hour. We'll be right back after this music.